Welcome to another episode of Rising Tide Startups Podcast. This is Kevin Pruitt, and my special guest today is Tracy Minutolo. Tracy, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Good to have you with us. So give our listeners a short bio. Who is Tracy? All right. So Tracy, for the purposes of this interview, is a side hustle coach, um, but I'm also a nine to fiver myself. So I'm a microbiologist and I have been one for my entire career, but I've also done a lot of side jobs and now side business uh, stuff. So I'm now I'm doing coaching as well. So splitting my time. So obviously you're a classic underachiever. <laughs> I'm somebody who has a hard time sitting still, so you're probably noticing me bouncing here too a little bit. But yeah, that's I, all right. We got it. That's why we do video. It's animated. <laughs> if there's time, I'd like to fill it. That's kind of me. So I understand. It looks like your cat's about to do gymnastics there behind you, so it's going to flip backwards off the off your chair there. Yeah, so. might be a little bonus entertainment here. <laughs> the cat cat tricks. So tell us, uh, give us a, kind of your one minute elevator pitch. What what. Uh, on the side hustle success lab. So, so tell us how that got started and what was the inspiration and, and what sure. is it? I mean, I'm actually a member of it, so I enjoy the interaction. So, Yeah, so my uh, sweet spot is really working with service-based side hustlers and primarily um, other coaches and freelancers. So, mm -hmm. um, and what I do is I help folks that are in the very early stages of getting a side hustle off the ground right. um, to actually get some quick wins and get some traction so that they don't say, I can't do this. It's not for me. Forget mm -hmm. it. You know, I really don't want that to happen to people. So that is my sweet spot in the side hustle coaching world. I think I might be a little bit different from some of the other side hustle voices out there in that I may be a little older. Um, and with that comes, you know, this understanding and, and it's in my message that it's not just about like hustling and hustling and hustling and driving yourself nuts and drinking tons of coffee. It's about right. your entire life and your side hustle really should be an integrated part of your life. Mm -hmm. It really should be something. It's not something extra or other. It's something that's an extension of you. So by that, I love that word, uh, token, yeah. yeah, then by that token, you really need to have a side hustle. And in, in my mind and the folks that I like to work with, that is really some kind of um, it's basically another way for you to express your purpose in the world. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. so you just don't wake up one day and decide I'm a coach. So kind of tell us the, what's the short, short story behind that that says, okay, these were some side hustles that I did that were successful. And thus, you know, the lessons I learned there, I could transfer to, to people that I work with now as a coach. Yeah, exactly. So no, uh, I never thought I was going to end up being a coach. This wasn't really even in the plan at all. Um, I, my first side business was a virtual assistant business working with podcasters, um, specifically podcasters in like personal development and career in the career space. Right. And I had a client who was amazing and he actually had me doing tons of stuff all over the business, everything from, you know, working behind the scenes, coordinating guests and mm -hmm. doing that kind of thing, getting them ready for the interview. Um, to basically managing his um, online communities on Facebook. So I was in there and I was kind of interacting with folks. I was known in there, responding to questions, doing some mm -hmm. maybe light advising, right. <laughs> uh, career advice. Um, and so when it came time, he wanted to create a side business program. So he had primarily career stuff, but he was actually getting requests to do something for side business. So he was building that out. Um, he wanted to do a mastermind version, like small group coaching. And he mm -hmm. said, you know what? I'd really love your help coaching this thing. And I was like, me? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you, you're doing this thing. You're doing the thing. They he said, you're currently you, you doing know? it. So yeah, yep. <laughs> we're not going to get paid for. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're already, you know, doing this and, you know, you'd be great. And, and I was like, okay. So that's <laughs> an indication I should probably take him up on the, the opportunity. 
And that's what led me into, I, I did a six month coaching stint with him um, in that program, mm -hmm. basically like uh, an apprenticeship kind of, and right. then went off and did my own thing. So what else have, I mean, what, what are some things that you've tried that maybe weren't as successful as a side hustle? Well, I would say all in all, the VA one, it was, I did it for two years, but in the end, you know, all of this was sort of coming together at the same time as I was realizing that, you know, I wasn't going to make it, the money that I had wanted to make mm -hmm. with that. Um, I, it kind of, I guess my financial aspirations and what I was doing, it just wasn't adding up. Right. Um, and I just came to this stark realization that I was either going to need to really raise my rates <clears throat> Um, or like take on a bunch more clients and none of those things sounded like what I wanted to do. And, sure. you know, just having these kind of like moments in the car driving to work, like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? So this coaching opportunity presented itself and it actually just became a thing where I was tapering off the VA stuff and going more and more all into the coaching and it kind of transitioned pretty smoothly, mm -hmm. but it was a lot of work for, for a period of time where I was doing both. Yeah. In essence, I mean, it sounds like that initially all you did was create another job for yourself. Yeah. So, it's you know, how do, do you, and absolutely. And I think that's, I mean, that's, that's a great lesson for, you know, our listeners that, that if you're looking at a side hustle is, is how can you, and what's that old adage that says, how can you work on your business instead of in your business? Um, you know, and that's, that's one thing that, that, you know, if, if you listen to previous podcasts, a lot of guests talk about that, you know, the time management, the fact that, all I've done is just recreate something here that I'm just, I'm now just working for more people. I have more bosses now. Yes. So that is, that, that's great that you, that you touched on that. So what you're, you're in the, in the process of starting this and, and let's, let's talk about the VA business. Um, if you don't mind, I mean, we have, it, this seems to be a common theme. So we have some other people that have, that have been listeners that have interacted, you know, socially, uh, with with the rising tide, what is kind of the average going rate for a VA in the states? Mm, I mean, per so, hour. Was there a range? Is there a because I, I can't imagine you you would do this for the same that you would be making you know at McDonald's or something like that because it, it just wouldn't be worth your time. I mean, so what would be the average rate going rate? Right. And so again, I want to put a disclaimer on this. Well, actually, you know what, to kind of go back to an earlier point that you made, and I will add on to that a little bit, is when you're starting out your side business and you've got an idea of what you want to do, it's mm -hmm. really, really beneficial to get out there and do a little research, figure sure. out like what the going rate is, um, right. figure out what people are charging. Try and connect with some folks that are actually doing what it is you want to do or something really similar so you can get a sense for you know what's great about it, what's not so great about it really do that work up front. I did not do that at all. I just went in charging like head first and said, Psh, I'm doing this thing. Um, I worked a couple of months for free to get some experience. And then I moved to paid and, and my agreement um, with the one client that I just mentioned, actually, I my rate was increasing during the period of time that we worked together. And a lot of it was kind of, you know, it, it was just kind of a negotiation back and forth right. with myself and him. So it was really kind of not what I would do if I started things over and had to do do that business over again. Mm -hmm. But it was something I needed to get through and needed to learn. But yep. I did everything on a retainer basis. I just had like a monthly set fee for a set list of tasks. Right. That's how I worked mine. And I think that worked out best for me. And it doesn't, you know, that way if you're faster at something or, you know, tasks take different amounts of time, like the retainer actually kind of if you price it right, can work all that stuff in right. and it actually ends up not having, then you're not really having the discussion as much on the per hour. Mm -hmm. What is your rate per hour? Yep. And you're it's not more penalized. About what are you getting done? Yeah. You it's know, more like, if, what are the deliverables? Efficient. What are the, right. yep. 
Right. I don't want, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I didn't want to put words no, in your mouth. No. Go ahead. But just no, the I'm, idea that the better you get at it, the less hours it would take. And you're actually penalizing yourself, you know, for, oh, <laughs> I can do that in 10 hours now. I know it took 15 last month. So, yeah, you just cut your cut your own rate. So yep. when since you started the kind of the coaching side of things, what would you say you say would be your lowest point that you've encountered in that in that new space? Well, it's interesting because you're catching you're catching me at a really interesting time in my business. I'm about two years in now with this, mm-hmm. and um, right before the holidays, I was actually having I don't know I was just kind of feeling tired and feeling kind of low, losing a little bit of momentum. And what I started to realize um, was really that you know the way and and you said you know, you mentioned you're a member of my Facebook group. Yep. Um, you know what I I've done in there is a weekly Sunday brunch, uh, oh. Facebook Live, and I had brought in experts in all different areas to come in and do workshops in the group. And what I realized over time is just that I was serving up, um, you know, what people said that they wanted. Um, you know, I I want to learn about logos. I want to learn about websites. Yeah. I want this and that. I want you know Facebook ads. I want it. So I was like, okay, I'll go get somebody who can come and teach. Let's do this. But what I ended up realizing is two things. Um, one, um, I was basically essentially every week I was giving my platform away <laughs> and letting other people come in and, and teach things that for the most part, most of those things I know a little bit about, I can teach. And But here's the, here's the other part. The people that are in my group, um, I did some polling there and on my list, 25% of them had never even had a paying client. And they're worried about, should I use Trello? Should I use Asana? Sure. Should I do this? Should I do that? Should I... Facebook ads or this or that. And I'm like, whoa, guys, <laughs> whoa, yeah, we're taking things back to basics. Yeah. So, you know, that really was like a point in time where I was just like, what am I doing with this thing? Like, what am I doing? You know, I've done this for two years. I've you know, pulled the group time and time again, really, really trying to deliver what people want. But, you know, I'm not really clear on it, exactly what it is like I want to provide in right. the group. So it was really, really interesting for me. And so I've ended up um, working with a coach. And so part of it, too, is, you know, just that realization that I needed to bring things back to basics. I needed to take the mic back mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of bring some of what I do in my one-to-one coaching, bring more of that into the group. Um, and now the group, oh, I know we're going to talk about high points. So, yeah. so that's kind of where I'm headed now. But it's been, you know, a period of several months of this sort of transition that's happening. Um, and it's happening in tandem with me actually moving into a new role in my day job, which has put more hours on my schedule for me and you know my hours are changing a little bit so things are kind of very interesting at the moment i i have a feeling that the majority i, I would venture to guess 90 percent of the questions that you would get from your facebook group you could probably answer without bringing someone else in i mean especially if if they're really early stage you know start or Definitely. they haven't even really launched their first client you know type thing so um, definitely, I, you know, so you, you could, it's like a win-win, you know, you keep the platform, but you also, you know, can provide that value to your audience. So, um, and, and you certainly have, I mean, um, just the times that I've, I've seen your interaction and even interacting with me, I mean, uh, I couldn't even figure out how to post a link in your Facebook group until you walked me through that process, you know, really early. So it was, it was just good to. You you do, a, you do such a great job. I've told you before. You did such a good great job of of moderating that group. 
you know, and I appreciate making that. everyone you. feel welcome. And, and there is no stupid question, you know, that that's ever posted. And there's no, yep. no Facebook shaming going on in the group. <laughs> Not in that group. Not in no that, way, right. no way. Yeah. No, no anybody way. does that and they're out. But yeah, I mean, and that, that's a great point. So really what it is, is, you know, cause I do have, and that is, the, that is my audience. Those are mm-hmm. people that I really want to serve. The folks that are at this, you know, early stage of like make or break, like, can I do this side hustle thing or not? Is this right. going to work for me or not? And you know, they don't need to be focusing all their time on, you know, creating a podcast or like, you know, hours and hours on blog posts when really what they could be doing is just getting out there, getting into discussions with people that they might be able to help and maybe land a client or two and actually bring in a little bit of income. And now it's like, whoa, okay, I can do this. It it really changes things. I don't, I don't want to get you in trouble with your, uh, with your daytime employer by any stretch of the imagination, but what if this blows up? What if the side hustle? Thing yeah. Blows what up? if this thing just blows up? What you, I mean, you come to that fork in the road and it's your, it's your Yogi Berra said, when you come to a fork yeah, in the road, right. take it. <laughs> <laughs> I am taking it right now. I'm actually in a really interesting place with my, my, uh, I keep saying that, but it's true. It's this time, this point in time is very different for me. Uh-huh. Um, but with my day job, I'm actually uh, for the first time going to be doing something outside of the microbiology lab. I'm, I'm going to be doing something brand new. Um, that I've been involved in sort of extracurricularly. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with lean manufacturing, like lean Six Sigma stuff, continuous improvement. So my role now is 100% continuous improvement. I am a dedicated resource to helping to, you know, make huge, huge improvements um, in my workplace, in our facility. And it's it's just going to be awesome Um, because I spent my whole career on the bench as a microbiologist. So this is kind of super cool. And I'm, I'm really excited about that. So I don't have any plans to quit my day job anytime soon. I'm still learning a ton, getting a ton of training. And the great thing is a lot of the stuff that I'm learning through my job are things that I can take and apply in the group and actually incorporate into my coaching, um, you know, ways to be more efficient with your time. I mean, you sure. could even fi- you could 5S your, your email inbox. Did you know that? <laughs> Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I think back of the, you know, very early in the interview, you talked about, you know, the, you really wanted to work with service-based side hustlers and how and they can integrate their side hustle with what their, you know, their kind of their daytime job is. And, and you're actually walking that out. You're, you're modeling that for your, for your group in this work transition that you're, that you're, you know, in the, in the middle of right now. And, and absolutely, I see a complete overlap between what you're going to learn in, you know, as you as you gain certifications, as you go to training courses, at, and plus you've had that background on, in the lab, so you can also, you know, the people that you're trying to help with continuous improvement within the company. I mean, you've been one. You know, yep. you're just not coming from outside. You you've walked their their path, you know, before, so you understand exactly what they're facing. So that is that is really interesting. The transition, and and like you said, I mean, you've you've mentioned that a couple of times, but. Um, so tell me, what do you? What would you say would be since you started kind of this the the lab and coaching? What have been say one or two of the pain points that you've experienced or or obstacles that that uh, you've encountered that that maybe our listeners could even speak into and help you with? Yeah. So one of the things right now is just you know it's funny enough. There's a, a reason for this too. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say that everything that I coach other folks on, it always serves as a reminder for myself all the time. It's like when I say things, it's not just for you, it's for me too. Um, You know, but one of the biggest things is just really just being consistent with the work that I'm doing for my side hustle, keeping things moving forward and not 
um, letting anything slip as my mm. hours at work are a little different now. I used to count on a bunch of time in the morning to do work. Like I would right. go into the day job. I'd leave my house at 8.30 my time. So I'd get up at 5, 5.30. So that gives me a nice chunk of time. Now I'm going to have to dial back the starting time um, some days. Mm -hmm. It's going to be, you know, maybe an hour or two hours earlier to be into work. That's going to really, really cause problems. So Part of it is just kind of, you know, I can re rework my schedule. I use something called time blocking methods. So mm -hmm. I actually do kind of have a map of what my week looks like, right. and I'm going to be working with that. But, yeah, right now it's just keeping consistent, keeping energy up. Um, that's been a big challenge lately. Um, and the other pain point is really just getting my audience growing. So mm. I've been doing quite a few things. I've done lots of interviews like this. Um, I think I'm going to start focusing more um, in the video realm, doing more things like Facebook Lives. Mm -hmm. with folks just yep. mainly because my main center i guess of, of my universe is on facebook right my folks are on facebook and that's where i'm really looking to like bring people that um you know see me somewhere hear me i really want them to come back to the group mm -hmm. so that's going to be my my focus but yeah i if you know your audience has feedback i'm really looking forward to hearing that too about uh what's worked for them and sure. what you know could work so so tell me one thing that i mean i've i've listened to literally thousands of podcasts and um, the the podcasters that are highly successful talk about, you know, they have a presence on Facebook, but they also talk about that you that you have to maintain like an email list outside of Facebook mm -hmm. in case Facebook just decides, well, we're, we're out of the business <laughs> tomorrow. You would hate to your, see your entire business just go down the tubes. What, yeah, what are, right. What's kind of your or do you have a backstop or what would what would you say would be your. You know, you're you're kind of the the uh, foundation outside of Facebook that you're also building kind of in tandem with your Facebook group. Yeah, that's an email list. So I am working really hard to get a lot of folks from the group onto the email list. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and so I'm doing daily emails, and my intent with that was really to create the same sort of not the same, but a, a way to continue the conversation. Sure, it's always like ongoing conversation, like. If people have questions for me, if they want to reach out, if they just want to vent about something that mm -hmm. they know I'm available and not just in the group, but you can almost have like a little bit more of a private conversation if right. you want to hit reply and talk to me on email. So I'm always here. So I've had a lot of fun with that. I was I started daily emails back around Thanksgiving and I mm -hmm. haven't stopped yet. And when I say daily, it really is daily. It's not weekdays. It's every day. Wow. Holidays included. And it's been a lot of fun. I think it's improved my writing for sure. Mm -hmm. That's um, impressive. And, That's hard to yeah, do. That, that's difficult to do. So how, I mean, is it talking about a paragraph? You're talking about, a, you know, 500 words. What what do you strive for daily? Just give them one piece of good content? Yeah, so they, they vary in length, but that's exactly it. So I always ask myself before I sit down to write any of these, what's the main thing I want to communicate today and how is it going to help? Right. How is it going to help my, my readers? So um, a lot of times it is just a short little tip or something, you know, I, lately this past week I've done what I've called uh, time tips. So mm -hmm. ways that folks can kind of, you know, get more focus, you know, in what they're doing, save a little bit of time here and there. Um, but yeah, or it'll be like promoting, you know, my upcoming brunch workshop on Sunday. Yeah. So it depends on the day, but usually they're very bite-sized. You mentioned before we before we turned the recorder on that you had had uh, seen the podcast with with Greg Clunas. Um, have you had any interaction with Greg? I know we're Facebook friends, mm -hmm. um, but no, because <laughs> he's we're connected. Yeah, that's why I recognized the name, and I was like, oh yeah, okay, cool. Let me listen. <laughs> there is uh, there seems to be a lot of synergy between the what you're you're both trying to do. So it would be that'd be good to make that connection and and. Um, 
you can certainly tell him that I, I recommended you get you reach out and get in touch with him. But I think okay. that just the I mean, he does a, a podcast called Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. And it just I mean, it virtually is the podcast version of what you try to do with your with your you know daily email. So it, it's just really awesome. a, it, I, I love the synergy in the, the guests that we've had, even in the, in the short time it's, you know, this podcast has been live, just the interaction that we've had even off, you know, off camera and, you know, through email and through phone calls and stuff like that. So as this grows, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing the, just the networking power of, of just having, you know, this wide variety of startups and, and kind of side hustlers and solo businesses just you know, engaging in this space. And, and it's, it's been really neat to see how much people want to help others. Yeah. You know? Oh, for and sure. It's kind of the whole basis of what I've been trying to do through, you know, this rising tide, you know, it, it is the, it is the rising tide, you know, lifts all boats. So, you know, how yep. can we, how can we kind of build that in? But so as we, as we head to the kind of the final portion of the interview, want to dive a little deeper and, and get inside your head here and, and in this area. It's a scary place, the, the I scary warn you. Place. <laughs> For most of us, it's a very place. scary place. That's right. Mm -hmm. So who would you say would be someone online that you follow that, that really inspires you? And it, it could be more than one, but is there one primarily that, that you would yes. say, yeah, that, that's, that's my driver right there. That's my champion. Yes, yes. And I followed a lot of people, and I do follow a lot of people, but the one person that, like, kind of, can I cuss on here? Can I can I say a curse word? Sure. Okay. All right. You may not <laughs> leave it in, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, the one person that I have um, found in the past year who's really been able to like cut through the BS and mm. really just kind of like you know, he, I don't even know. It's just something about his his demeanor, his personality that really just spoke to me. I was like, yeah. that is my kind of person. This guy is amazing. Um, his name is Landon Porter, and he's yeah. got a group called Getting Clients Without Being yep. Salesy. Yep. He's also known as the Sales Gorilla. He's just an awesome, awesome dude. And he, a huge part of his message is really um, in terms of like attraction marketing, bringing mm -hmm. folks to you who are a fit to work with you. Yep. Um, you know, a huge part of that, and I love the way he says it, is he just says you need to give yourself permission to be your effing weird self, like yeah. be yourself. Yeah. And that is what I've been embracing. And that's what, you know, through this little transition that I was talking about earlier, it's all been, you know, that's been wrapped up like mm -hmm. at every step of the way into it. So yeah, that, that is good. And, and he is, he is extremely good at what he does. I, when you said, you know, okay, can I, can I swear on here? I thought you were going to head to like Gary Vaynerchuk or something. <laughs> that, that's the first no. one that came to mind. Yes. <laughs> so tell me, is there a, uh, is there a special life quote that you, that you like to remind yourself kind of the affirmation every day? I, I got to read this because this is what keeps me going. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite quotes is that uh, probably you probably heard this a ton of times, but it's an Emerson quote. Once you make the decision, the universe conspires to make it happen. Mm. Wow. So it's amazing. Like once you start that first step on the path, like things start to fall into place. Opportunities pop up. Thing, you think of things like things yep. just really the stars align. So I love that. And it's a great reminder, especially now as I'm kind of stepping out into newer territory, really just taking the helm, mm -hmm. um, you know, in my group. And as, you know, basically a little bit of an influencer in the side hustle space that I, I would like to be, I want to grow into that. Um, it's just kind of, it reminds me that, okay, things are, the universe is working with me. Mm -hmm. So I, I normally ask this at the first of the interview, but I, I didn't ask you this and you didn't cover in your bio. Where, where are you? Where do you live? Oh yeah, I'm in San Diego. Okay, 
the, maybe the most beautiful place in the country. I mean, it's it's such a well-kept secret, and it's not fair to the rest of the world when we're <laughs> sitting here in our cold and rain, and you can go out 364 days a year and walk on the beach. And <laughs> We pay for it, though. We do have the sunshine tax. I am sure that's true. <laughs> I'm sure that's true. So if you would go back uh, a couple of years, maybe even further back than that, maybe pre-VA business or whatever, what mm. what would be one really solid piece of advice that you've learned through this process that you would give, you know, your your pre-side hustle, Tracy, right now, and, and that you think our listeners could really, really benefit from? Well, I think I alluded to it or actually mentioned it earlier in the interview, but really just about doing the research, doing mm. a little bit more legwork to understand understand, you know, what the market is paying, is willing to pay for what you want to do before right. you go whole hog and jump in there and start, you know, creating a ton of work for yourself. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing, um, and this applies to the pre-coaching, Tracy, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I know a lot of people, a lot of side hustlers out there have a hard time with this, is um, being more open about your business, share about your business. Um, it can be uncomfortable. And some folks I know have, you know, legitimate worries about, you know, is this going to impact my day job? Sure. I need my day job. I understand yep. And I tell everybody, okay, it's a case by case thing. You need to make that decision for yourself. But when you're open about your business, when you share about your business on social media, at parties, you know, with people that you mm-hmm. trust, even at work, um, some of my coworkers know, like, it's amazing what can happen. So yep. I would have just kind of come out about my business a little bit earlier. Okay. that Can you expand a little bit more, I mean, on that? Because I think that's that's going to be a a an obstacle for people that want to want to start a side hustle is how do you engage with your employer with your day job what what do you think is the best you know manner to do that yeah so i know that there are folks that won't agree with me on this and that's okay um i'm pretty i take a pretty like hard line on this i will not work um on my side business like during business hours like i will not if I'm doing anything, it's like maybe I'm walking to the water cooler and I'm answering something on Facebook or maybe, you know, whatever else is happening on my lunch break. So mm-hmm. I'm not on company time. I'm not using company materials or anything for side business purposes. Right. I keep everything separate. Um, but, yeah, I think it's really just a matter of, you know, if you have coworkers that you trust and it's fine and it depends on where you work, too, because I think some industries are probably a little bit more conservative or a little bit more old school and mm-hmm. they're not as like with it. But I think the more that time rolls on and the more that the economy keeps moving in this direction, I think it's just becoming the norm. I think people are starting to come and do things on the side and it's not. I mean, maybe someone has an Etsy shop. I had a coworker who made candles and and soaps in her house, you know, and and sold them. So it's not that unusual. What about, uh, I I really want to dig into this a little bit because I think you've got you've got a, a real resource to offer our our listeners. But I I mean, I'm not trying to beat a dead horse here, but so... (laughs) Talking to what about talking to your supervisory chain? Um, is it good that they are aware of what you're trying to do? And the second question I have, and I'll let you answer, try to answer both of them, is um, what about what about um, um, conflicts of interest with your day job versus your side hustle? You know how the, the making sure there there's not a conflict there. So can you speak on mm-hmm. those two things? Yeah. So first, uh, as far as the supervisory chain, I think it's really on just a need to know know basis. Mm -hmm. Um, Right now, because I'm moving into a new role, my my manager, who is becoming my new manager, was Mm -hmm. not my manager before. She was a friend, a coworker. And so she did know. Yeah. So she knows and it's fine. And I trust her. Um, But, you know, I also think, you know, most 
larger organizations have policies around some of this stuff. And especially if what you're doing, so you want to be make sure, make sure you're familiar with that and make sure you're not violating anything at all. Yeah, that's good. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, the day job is still, for the most part, that's your insurance. It's yep. paying the bulk of your expenses. Yep. You don't want to compromise that. It's right. the solid, I, the way I put it is it's like, that is your solid foundation. Mm -hmm. That's what allows you to branch out in all these directions and try, you know, to, to monetize passion projects yep. in the form of side business. So don't compromise your day job. Um, but yeah, that said, it's really just about being familiar with your company's policies around this stuff and obviously the computer usage, your time, that sort of thing. Um, and you know, if, as long as you're not violating anything there, your time, your time off the clock is your time. Right. Um, one of my actually early, early side business ideas before the VA business is, was consulting because I had done a little bit of consulting before I had worked, uh, had come in to do some training with a previous employer. After mm -hmm. I had left, they called me back to do training. So in microbiology, that would be an option for me. I could go out and do consulting. I just didn't want to. Right. But at a certain point in time, that would have been a conflict of interest. I think that I think my yep. employer would be happy about at this right. point. So, right. That's yeah. good. That's a good word. That's a, yeah. That you do certainly want to avoid conflicts of interest, and and I, I like the idea of almost a a need to know. I mean, you want to be fair because I mean, this is my employer. I I, have, I face the same thing. I mean, I have a nine to five. You know day job Monday through Friday and and I do just like you do I mean I try to jealously guard that time and do this kind of side podcast in evenings and and mm -hmm. weekends so that that's why I, this, the interview schedules are generally on Saturday so yeah uh, that, that's, and that's why I'm available out. that's right <laughs> yep. exactly right so well Tracy is there anything that I we haven't touched on that uh you want to add to this any any interesting tidbit you think would be helpful for our listeners um, I think right now the that I just want to convey to everybody, um, and this is just where I'm at in the business and this whole back to basics thing that I'm going yep. for right now. And, and I know if some of your listeners might, this might uh, really help them out is, you know, if you're struggling, especially if you're struggling with time, ask yourself, what is it you really want to achieve? I mean, do you right. want, um, if you're new in your business and you really want um, to bring in some income, and I guarantee that's probably what you want, um, and you and it will make things feel better and feel different for you in your business, then you uh -huh. need to focus on the activities that are directly going to lead to that. Yeah. You really need to be directly focused on how can I get into conversations with people I can help and how can I get out there and start making offers. And what other stuff that? is secondary. It's not that yeah. you ignore other stuff. You can create content. It's cool. Mm -hmm. But if you have 10 hours a week to put into your business and you're spending 10 hours a week on creating like blog posts, it's you can't expect then to generate the income right away. So yeah. some of these other strategies are more long-term. Right. So, sorry, I got a little long-winded there. No, but that's really... exactly, that, that's very helpful. I, I'm just, as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, what what would, would present the highest ROI, you know, the return on investment, you know, for those types of activities. So I think that that's just sage advice. So so tell us how people can find you. How can, I know that we mentioned Facebook. What are, what What's the specific Facebook group and sure. and other ways that they could get in touch with you? Well, I have a website, so people can go and uh, look me up at tracyminutolo.com. So it's T-R-A-C-E-Y-M-I-N-U-T-O-L-O.com. Lots of vowels. Yeah, and we will have that <laughs> um, on the show notes, yeah. Good, good. Um, but uh, the, I think the best way to kind of get to know me and, like, hang out and, you know, like, really we can have some chats and stuff is to come and find me in my uh, Facebook group, the right. Side Hustle Success Lab. Right. 
And you can either just go to Facebook and search Side Hustle Success Lab, or you can go to SideHustleSuccessLab.com, and it will take you right there. Okay. Um, I actually have, when you request to join, I have a um, little cheat sheet. It's nine ways that you can optimize your Facebook profile for business that you can grab when you join. You know what? I think I joined too early. I don't remember receiving that. So well, I'm I'll have, have to, to send it your way. I have to rejoin. Or something. <laughs> you, had to, you had to kick me out so I can join again. That's right. So, Well, thank you so much for your time today. It's been great. I mean, you have, I hate to overuse this phrase that you hear on so many podcasts, you've been dropping value bombs, but that's exactly <laughs> what's happened. I mean, you, you've given us so many, uh, so many useful things to take away, you know, as if you're starting to looking to do a side hustle and, um, I just thank you again for your time. I know time is valuable and, and uh, just really appreciate that. I've enjoyed our interaction today. And so listeners, it's now your time. It's your time to add feedback to the, the pain points or obstacles that Tracy mentioned. And so go online and, and fill out our feedback form on the, on the website and offer that. And because as we like to say, all boats rise in a rising tide. Tracy, thank you. Thank you, Kevin. This is awesome.